How you doing? Welcome to another Bradley Basics podcast. It's um, my last stop of my tour to Michigan. I'm in uh, Chagrin Falls, another real high-end area with a, uh, a fellow Spartan, big-time fellow Spartan, kind of a legend, uh, really, really a strong mentor in my mind for me. Uh, could always call, could always could rely on uh, Richard Seif. How, how you doing, Dick? Hey, good. Good. Yeah. Thanks for having me over. I well, hey, it. thanks thanks for uh, making the trip out. It's uh, it's a uh, Pleasure to have you. Thanks, man. And uh, I guess I'm going to take a chair back from the uh, Toronto Ice Arena. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, nice. That's very good. <laughs> you get the green. Good. You get the green section from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, yeah. From th- the ball, we'll, from the Maple Leaf Garden. Maple Leaf Garden. Garden. We'll, we'll practice that, that throughout this podcast. Make sure you get it right. Garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to be the Garden. Yeah, yeah. So I think the last time we were just kind of chatting a little bit, met your, uh, saw your beautiful wife again. Um, I think the last time I saw you was at your retirement party, right? Yeah, probably. That was uh, 2011, and uh, I had a great ride of 40 years at the Lincoln Electric Company. It was just, uh, wow. you know, it culminated in a nice uh, retirement party, and now I've been enjoying the life of retirement. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. That, that party was uh, – it wasn't some guys around the uh, water cooler having a couple pieces <laughs> of cake, let me tell you. <laughs> that was like a uh, – that was like a gala. <laughs> I mean, like like old, was, old home week, right? Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. It was it was great. I, yeah, I had to make it. I, uh, I Chris Bailey, the guy that hired me, was organizing it, and he, he kept uh, chirping me like, "Are you coming? You come?" I said, "Yeah, I'm coming." I I mean, but can you just take the cash when I come there? He's like, "Yeah." So when I when I first got there, I made a beeline to Bailey, found him in the one of the tables <laughs> close to the auditorium. There was quite a few tables there, and I slid him the you know. The seventy dollars or whatever yeah. it was, and I think he put it right in his pocket. So <laughs> it seemed like he was all right, you know. Well, I'm so so glad you could make it. There's a lot of people that surprised me. Uh, you know, like uh, a, a, a good friend of mine, Dick Rarick, came all the way from California. Oh, it was, wow. You know, was, uh, all, and the people from from Bugo came. It was it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so you know, we've talked a little bit about Bradley Basics. It's just my attempt to interview. You know, you're you're an executive. I think at the end of the forty years, you were. Uh, what was your position at Lincoln? Well, I culminated in uh, senior vice president of global marketing. Wow. So it was a, it was a, it was a great ride, and and uh, you know, it was something that I always wanted to do is be in mm-hmm. marketing, and so I ended up in global marketing, which was really kind of the the epitome of of uh, trying to figure out what to do. Uh, you know, market around the world. Mm-hmm. So what I mean, you you graduated from Michigan State. So what what kind of degree did you get from Michigan State? So I, I went into Michigan State and I, I uh, went through the electrical engineering program. And uh, but junior year, I figured that hey, you know, I don't I don't want to be an engineer sitting behind a desk and and mm-hmm. uh, and crunching numbers and whatnot. So uh, then I I went on to uh, to get an MBA in marketing, also from Michigan State. Okay. And I wanted to combine uh, my technical. Um, you know, prowess with, with, uh, my people skills. So mm-hmm. that's, that's how I got into really technical selling, which I think is, is the epitome of marketing. It's really, uh, helping people in their business. Right, right. Making their business. And then you're doing uh, in your retirement, you're doing some, uh, consulting right now. You have a business. Uh, yeah, I have a little, solutions. uh, LLC that I put together, uh, to, to uh, I've been doing some, uh, mentoring and consulting mainly for small businesses. Mm-hmm. So at, at Cleveland State, for example, we have the program called Global Target, hmm. and we help uh, companies uh, that want to export. So, you know, uh, and grow their business through that, through by diversifying their efforts through a global uh, scenario. And so, uh, again, we, you know, the, the uh, people have 
you know, you've walked through some of these landmines of, of trying to export your products and different challenges throughout different countries. And mm -hmm. so we help them through that. That's and, awesome. Yeah. So it's just helping people in their business is really what, where it's at. And it's, that's the pleasure I get at this point. Yeah. It was awesome. I remember like when Sarbanes-Oxley became front and center, you, you were the front guy on that, you know, explaining how to do, you know, how that works for us. And sure. that was pretty, yeah. The, the way you talk and communicate, uh, Dick is you, I could, I can, I was always able to, I got so much out of you when you would talk and present, you, you know, it's just the way you put stuff together. It was very simple to understand. And I'm sure that's what, you know, what's working here with your consulting firm for sure. Yeah. You know? Business, uh, simplicity is the key. And I, you look at the, what's going on now in, in the COVID thing. And, and, uh, like, like my son called me, he said, look at, uh, I, my kids, I'm just going to put them online because they want to do a complicated thing where they go, two days to school and then go online. And then the next, the next week they want to go three days, a different day. It's, a, it's just too complicated. You oh, got to yeah. make it simple. Yeah, exactly. Back and forth. I mean, wear and tear on a vehicle and yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Exposure. So, all right, that's cool. So, um, you know, with, so you, you started right out at Lincoln Electric. Is that correct? Yeah. I interviewed on campus uh, at Michigan state and uh, a guy by the name of Cl Clyde uh, Lockridge who, just passed away at age 98, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, he uh, he said, "Well, I'll, you know, this is during the uh, really a, a really bad recession in the late in the uh, in the 70s." And he says, "Well, I'll, I'll have you come to the plant, and we'll uh, you know, like your background, I'll have you come to the plant and interview." And I said, "I said right." He says, "Well, I'll call you tomorrow." So I said, "Sure, you will." So uh, <laughs> doggone if he didn't, and and I flew out there and interviewed with everybody in the plant and. And it really enjoyed the philosophy of the company, uh -huh. and, and uh, the rest is history. That's great. That's great. And where, where, what was your first assignment? My first assignment uh, uh, out of training was uh, St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked for a guy named Bern Brugge, and, uh, who was an old Purdue tackle, you know, kind of a gruff guy. And oh, yeah. The first assignment was calling down the, uh, in the lead mines of Missouri and uh, down in the Ozarks. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you've ever seen the, 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 the movie The Ozarks uh, yeah, on I've Netflix. Seen that, yeah. Is that where you're at? Making calls? Yeah, that was where I was at. We're in those uh, opiate uh, fields? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Wasn't too much welding in the you opiate fields. You sold some TIG welder to the vats or whatever? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Well, hey, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember the first time we met? I'm trying to think. You know, I know uh, I know we met uh, and had our uh, sharing of the uh, Michigan State thing. I, I, I think it was in Cleveland. And, and uh, you know. Well, yeah, it was uh, – I mean, I don't don't take this the wrong way. I, I didn't know who you really who you were. Okay, so we, I was getting we we're at Radisson East Lake, and I think uh, the the sales manager Mike Mint was just becoming the sales. I think he just took the torch from from Bailey. That maybe that was announced that day. And and that back then we were starting off with a product Excalibur. Okay. All yes. right. And I was just sitting at a table. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was just you know typical thing whatever. And they told you to wear a suit because there were some pictures and stuff like that. And you just came and you sat down next to me and, you're, and we just started talking. And I was like, yeah, you know, well, you, first of all, you're very polite. Hey, can I sit here? I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then he's like, where'd you go to school? I said, I'm Michigan State. And then we just started talking about where'd you live. And, and I was like a gypsy back then because I went to community college for a couple of years, transferred in. So I was I was living with all sorts of different people. But, you know, you were more strong. I think you went to, you were in Holden Hall, I believe. I was at Case Hall. Case Hall, okay. Yeah. But I, I, I and and then uh, I, from then it was just I, I, I called you I I probably called you like three times throughout and you'd call me right back 
and I was just like, okay, this is cool. And you got stern with me one time, and I needed that. And it was, you know, you were just, you were always there. I really appreciated that. You okay, know? And, good. Uh, and then I got that award for selling the most Excalibur, and I got knighted or whatever. And I think Bill Dotson, and the guy that retired, I think he, he stole the store uh, sword and, <laughs> and took it. And I think he's, he's probably in his basement somewhere. But, <laughs> but you know, but anyways, but okay, so. Well, yeah, like I sent you like like five basic questions. So we're just going to go through it. And basically what this is is for, you know, you're a, you're a VP of uh, global marketing. So that's a, that's a big thing. And so um, we kind of talked about how you picked the position. It's kind of there's some other interviews I've done that, uh, you know, back then there was recessions. There was a Vietnam War, stuff like that. So it was just kind of like you got an interview. You took the job. You went to St. Louis. Um before that, uh, when you got your job, did you have a mentor or a coach along the way? Well, you know, it's funny when I when I d- try to decide whether to to go to to uh, take the job at Lincoln. I asked all my professors. I said, "Well, you know, what is this Lincoln Electric all about?" Mm-hmm. And, they, and they said, "Do you really like to work?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Well, work has never never scared me." And so I found out that was pretty much it. You yeah. know, you know, they're hard workers, and right, so. Right. But for a good cause, and uh, and so, uh, but uh, I, I gained a mentor um, in Ray Fair uh, pretty early on. When I after I moved to St. Louis, I was there for two years, and then I moved to the sub office of Grand Rapids in in uh, near South Bend, Indiana. Okay. And uh, Ray was he was just the you know the salt of the earth. I mean, he was just a, a hard worker. You know, he was kind of the the king of MIG welding when MIG welding wasn't popular. Right, right. And, uh, you know, in Grand Rapids there, was, it was all automotive. And and, uh, and so he, he really he really uh, sponsored me. And that's I think that's really what you need uh, in, a, in a good career is to have someone that, that you latch on to or latches on to you and can mentor you along the way and, and get you through the, the, uh, the bumps and bruises mm-hmm. and also sponsor you uh, in the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy uh, Ray. So he was he was a manager, or Ray Fair was the manager of Grand Rapids, and uh, you know, he, in fact, uh, you know, he just had his eighty-eighth uh, birthday, and he's got you know all kinds of great grandchildren. It's That's just awesome. a peach of a guy. Yeah, where, where does he live? He lives in he lives just outside of Grand Rapids. Okay, do you ever get a chance to? Yeah, see so him I see him once in a while. He used to come to the Quarter Century Club uh, every year, but. Uh, uh, he is, his hearing is failing him. And so he can't be in a large, uh, crowd cause there's too many noises oh, and so right. on. So he's a little shy on that. That's uh, cool. That's yeah. cool. So, um, like when did you, you know, so you, you, you went to uh, St. Louis, then you went to a sub office and then, um, wh- what was the next step after that? So after, uh, after I was in the South Bend area, I, I moved to San Francisco. Oh wow. And so, uh, at that time I was, in fact, I almost, uh, took a job with a distributor, uh, you know, in that area. And, uh, they flew me back and Hastings says, you, you, you don't want to do this. I'm going to move you to San Francisco. So he did that. And he says, I want you to, to really understand what distribution is all about. Okay. And in California, because it's such a vast, the West is such a vast, uh, area, they had to have good distribution. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, so, and he came from there. He was a, he was a California boy himself. And, uh, so, he really became my, uh, my really my second uh, mentor, which was really important because, you know, when you latch onto a guy that has a uh, a, a great career ahead of him, oh, which, yeah. which he did, so uh, that was really uh, 
uh, a fantastic uh, uh, connection. And uh, you know, well, fact- from, I think Hastings pretty much made uh, Lincoln Electric a like, like a real legit sales order. He did. He yeah. yeah he he changed. That's the what whole I understand. Co- yeah, he changed the whole company. Well, that's awesome. And so when he wrote his book, and you know, he, he put me in there as, as his first hire. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was, it was fun. That's good. That's, that's, that's great. So, so mentors are important and uh, to 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 help you along the way. And so I I had Hastings as really the the key mentor, and he 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 moved me along, and and so awesome. On. So that that role out there was that like a distributor sales manager role for you? Uh, sort of. So I, I went out there as this kind of a senior salesman, okay. and uh, in fact, you know, guys like Doug Bull were uh, Chuck Murray were out there at the time, and uh-huh. and uh, we um, so uh, and then so they gave me the role as kind of a distributor sales manager or un- under Bill Doherty, who was the district manager. Mm-hmm. And so I had a chance to, to work with the guys and, and, and walking through, uh, you know, trying to get uh, more products into the distribution channel. That's awesome. Yeah. So that, that's great. So, I mean, at what point did you like pivot into your, your global work? So, uh, you know, after my whole, all my field work, I went from uh, San Francisco to Salt Lake and then from Salt Lake back to Cleveland and that I was only Cleveland. I was, came back as a Cleveland district manager, but but that's where I really kind of pivoted into the into the corporate scene. Okay. Because I was only there uh, in the in the sales for a year, and then uh, when we bought the Airco company, uh, I became the the uh, product manager for Airco, oh. and then that kind of launched my career into product management. Mm. And product management really, I think, is the ultimate in marketing because you, you really have to find out, you know, uh, what the customer wants uh, to, to build the right product. And that's where I brought in the, the whole marketing uh, voice of the customer to the engineering department. So we start building the right stuff rather than what the engineers want to build. Oh, so you kind of started how we design equipment because that's pretty exactly. much, uh, that's why it takes a while to launch a product because we have a lot right. of input from distribution and, right. and things like, so like that. These ready that, packs, they're like, ready packs are really popular. You know, yeah, yeah, so that launched me into the, into the uh, getting the voice of the customer into the product development process. And I, you know, it's kind of a change agent for that because we developed a, a process where you involved engineering, manufacturing, and marketing mm-hmm. to develop products. Wow. And that's that's really, I think it was really a, a change in the whole way that Lincoln went about, um, you know, designing and making products. Uh, really, in in the eyes of what the customer wanted, not you know before it was all what did the engineers want to build, right? So exactly, you know, just you know, it's so like it's, an Allen Seven inside a big, you know, wire feeder. Where it's that's actually a wire feeder inside this big. You know that uh, was it Wirematic 200 or whatever it was. Like you could actually, it's like an Ellen Seven that was inside there. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, you start out with the SP 200, which was bigger than a, than a than yeah, a, that's what it was, than SP- a freight freight train. But yeah. so we finally said, well, you know, we got to get what the customer wants. And he wants something a little small and can move around. You know? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so, so what were what were uh, some of the products that that uh, that methodology was used on? Right. Uh, we gate? we did it with the uh, the the whole Ranger series. Uh, okay. Uh, now that's evolved into really uh, you know kind of a a great technological product. Uh, we did consumables, so Excalibur was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we said, you know, what what does the customer want? He wants something that uh, is, uh, you know, is is easy to use and can and can strike well and and mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and and you know, just the uh, so from the consumable standpoint, we had, we reinvented the whole MIG line with the uh, with L50 and 56, and finally evolved into the uh, the Caterpillar wire with yeah, high high in silicon and yeah, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So 
So we, we did a lot with uh, uh, both equipment and consumables that uh, really, uh, you know, uh, ended up, you know, having uh, the new, the, the revenue from the new products that, that were developed at the time was was over 30% of our revenue. And so wow. it really, really made a change in the in the way we did things. Yeah, that was a big pivot. Like, I think it's around 2008, 2009, when we came out of that deal. Was that kind of, you were involved in all that yeah, stuff as er, well? Yeah, and even earlier. And then, and then uh, so once we, we, we did that for the U.S., then uh, we had a chance to look at what can we do, you know, as we integrated into the world. And so mm -hmm. that's that's kind of the pivot to, to global marketing of uh, how, how could we consolidate, you know, make make a uniform product across the world and and really uh, penetrate global markets and, and do that. So Yeah, yeah. And uh, Greg Doria is now the, the main guy, and he's put together the seismic thing. And, and, you know, even on the distributor side, now we've actually got legitimate, like, distributor training models that people can – you know, at their leisure, because out in Jersey and New York City, you might have just two guys in a store, and they can't really leave. They can't go to Cleveland, and sure. it's kind of more of an event. So, I've been utilizing that, or continue to utilize that. There's a lot of, a lot of the application engineering stuff is more. It's there. It's easier well, to access. Well, Greg, you know? Greg took over the uh, the whole segment thing that we created. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve Summer and I, you know, oh, Summer, yeah, yeah, created that, and uh, and the, really the whole goal was to you know to 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 leverage. Uh, technology and knowledge across the world rather than trying to, you know, uh, our products are heavy and dense and uh, as with welding. And so uh, you can't be shipping those all over the world. You just only the freight companies, you know, you know, make out on that. So mm -hmm. you want to leverage solutions around the world and have products available in country and then leverage the, the solutions to to help customers in their segments. Yeah, yeah. And that's what that's what we did started to do with the, that and and Greg took over that and now I think he's ahead of all all the marketing area, right? He's got marketing communications. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, he's got yeah. a heavy fab role. There's um Yeah, yeah, he's got yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a whole structure. So, so welding yeah. was pretty common, you know, if you if you're whether you're, you know, welding in Mercedes in Germany or welding in GM in in the US, it, it's a pretty yeah, the 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 the, uh, the wants and needs of that segment are pretty common, mm -hmm. so you gear all your products and your your solutions around that, and and then make it a global effort. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, very streamlined. So when you got to that level, like wh what did you um, what did you work on to s stay there and, and and thrive? You know. <laughs> well, I think you know what I learned that uh, you got to treat people with integrity. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, you have a lot of people. Uh, that you're coming in contact with, and uh, so you just want to make sure that um, you're you're honest and forthright, and 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 do the right thing by people. Mm -hmm. And then you know the the whole thing about you know your question about you know what propels you into the into the executive branch is really it's it's strategic thinking. Mm -hmm. It's uh, uh, creativity, and so I was. And you got some people in your corner along the way. Yeah, say, oh, yeah. You got to have some some mm -hmm. uh, sponsors and to, some help to to do that, and some people that are fighting for your cause. And mm -hmm. so when I had uh, Hastings and Mackabac and all these guys that were kind of fanning my flames to 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 change the company from a marketing role, mm -hmm. uh, that that really helped. But uh, you know, to to uh, uh, so you wanted to be some a, a change agent to you know you know from a a really an engineering company to a, a sales and marketing company mm -hmm. to really sell products that people wanted. Um, that was, you know, that was inspirational uh, to me from my mentors and then, you know, helping me along the way to, to, to put that 
whole platform together. Well, I can see the passion, the self-passion is just you being involved in these projects, developing these projects, changing, changing organization. And, uh, yeah, it's, that, that's, that's, that's really powerful. It's amazing. It really is. That, that's what, that's what was fun. And I think, I think it really, you know, uh, you know, Mitten says, well, you were, you should be in the hall of fame and marketing at Lincoln. So I said, well, I don't know about that, but it was really a, really a, a fun time and, and, and had a lot of support doing it. Oh yeah. You are in the hall of fame. I mean, you're, you're a legend. <laughs> yeah. That's why right. I'm here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, well, thanks for the support. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, here's the fifth and final question. Like, uh, if you were to do it over, over again, would you change anything? I had such a great wide ride. And so I, you know, the, you never thought that being in the welding industry, you'd have so many uh, fun things and challenges and, and, and experiences. And so, mm -hmm. um, and I, I never, you know, uh, in, in my marketing career, I never said, well, geez, I, I want to be with a welding company. Yeah. But the, the, the Lincoln Electric Company was so unique uh, in its principles and its values that uh, that's, that's what really attracted, mm -hmm. attracted me. And so, uh, the thing that I would change, though, is uh, if if I could have gotten a P&L responsibility earlier in my career, mm. I think I could have made a better uh, uh, thought process and decisions and maybe even gone another level mm -hmm. up in, in the business. But uh, it wasn't until you know, my early 50s that I had a chance to run our subsidiary uh, of Lincoln Electric Canada mm. And that's where you live the numbers. Okay. And when you live the numbers of P&L, then that's really where you you understand what the business is all about. Mm -hmm. And ma and manufacturing, you know, you have the uh, more of a, um, in the income statement, you have more of a challenge with cost of goods sold and you have labor and then you have all the, all the SG&A expenses as opposed to just a service business that, you know, many companies are now they, they just have the cost of services and so it's not as much of a challenge as it is uh being in manufacturing when you have to understand uh labor and cost of goods sold and and all of that kind of stuff so, yeah well they're starting that new uh business unit structure which i guess whoever is in charge of the particular business unit is in, it has p l responsibility yeah so that i think that's good because now they're, they're breaking into more p l sectors and that gives people uh a, a broader experience and understanding, you know, how money is made and, 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 uh, how you have to position the company to, to set it up for success. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's a little bonus of thought. It, um, you know, obviously you're aware of Lincoln buying a bunch of different companies oh, yeah. and they're starting to integrate them and stuff. A lot, a lot of up, up on the uh, automation side. Um, looks like we're doing a little bit of consolidation during this COVID business sure. what are your thoughts about that initiative for the company well I, you know I, was, in, a, in a positive way obviously yeah well, I, had a, I had a chance to, to to run the automation division we were about uh you know 50 million dollars at, at the time and now it's probably close to a billion with all the acquisitions and yeah. whatnot but but the automation is really where it was at because you know you know it's uh, welding is a tough job and so if you can automate it and take it out of the hands of an individual and and so he doesn't have the environmental challenges and and the and the heavy labor challenges, then then that's that's really what it's about. But it just changes the the job. It doesn't doesn't people don't go away. It just changes how they how they work. Oh yeah, yeah. So, there's more. It's yeah. Like, you know, talk about P and L. You just the company becomes more becomes more of uh, more effective, more cost effective. They can hire more. They can take you know better things. And I think you know one thing I've been watching is like um, not to get political, but you know if 
manufacturer does come back to the United States on a more grand scale, I mean, they're going to need automation. Got to have automation. And yeah. I think we're set up for that. I think you know, we got the you know, state-of-the-art uh, weld school now. I mean, that, that place oh, is unbelievable. Oh, beautiful, yeah. Yeah, unbelievable, you know. And um, what uh, I think we're I, – hopefully, I, I think, but I don't really know, but I think – Individuals that go to the school, for example, we're, we're kind of linking them to companies that are looking for people. Is is I haven't really got a confirmation on that yet, but I have. I, I'm pretty sure that's what we're, we're having career fairs and stuff like that from time. Yeah, to time. It's, it's the whole uh, idea. of The new welding technology center was to train the trainer. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to compete with, you know, community colleges and think oh, and okay. trade schools and that kind of thing. It was it was to try to help them and help people uh, in their business. So if you had a foreman that, that needed more. Uh, you know, training and welding, that, that's, you know, that's what they want to do to, to help them in automation and, and, and the processes that, uh, that uh, you know, they were using, so. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, I just, um, you know, I thought, like, kind of what I try to just promote to an individual, like, maybe they're just to go there and learn how to weld. You know, a lot of people ask me, right, you know, I'd like to learn how to weld and, and stuff no, like it was that. More, they don't, they're, it, not, they, you know, they're not necessarily in a school. They're not in a union. They're, you know, they just want to go and learn, learn the process or something. Well, there is that, but that's mm-hmm. not the, where the leverage is. The leverage is, is to train people that train welders. So, oh, so, okay. to, so to train you know, 30 welders for, for a year doesn't do anything. But if you train someone that can train more welders, then gotcha. you, start to, you start to do the multi- multiplication and you leverage All right. it. All right. Excellent. All right, cool. Well, hey, that concludes another Bradley Basics podcast. Okay. All mean, right, it's been fun. You, yeah, unless you want to talk about some more stuff. I mean, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but hey, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Well, hey, thanks for coming uh, all this way to Chagrin Falls. And, uh, yeah, so I, yeah I'll, just head, I'll head back to Jersey like I did after your retirement party. I'll just cut <laughs> it out. Uh, but, no, uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. This was really good. A lot of people should get a lot from it. And, uh, and when I do the post, uh, you know, I could post your uh, consulting business and everything else. And, and uh, all know, right, I'll so give you a little file. and. Sounds good. Maybe you can give me a plug. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, what I do is I do a little write-up, uh, post it on my website, bradleybasics.com, and then I'm on uh, Spotify, Apple, so that I have this whole, this whole website set up, so it's pretty clean. And like I told you, uh, Greg Connors, who you know worked for us right, for a while, right. legit engineer, uh, third guy I mentored in the city, you know, he's uh, a NYU grad now. Uh, he he uh, edits the whole thing okay and makes it sound like you know hollywood like the best <laughs> that we can so the fact that we're in a better like i did one that was outside i i did one uh did one at home my dog was barking so. <laughs> but, but this one should come out really clean because we're down in the ideal yeah ideal yeah. area well so. if you could turn this into hollywood i'm, I'm all for yeah, it yeah sure we'll just well we'll talk to greg his uh <laughs> he's got some connections he was at some party with uh de niro was there or something there you go yeah in the city or something so yeah well, who knows well it's great to connect with you again yeah, uh, sean and you know, i right, appreciate it yeah good all take right. care man all right you too